please. Uh, Houston, we've had a problem. We've had a main B bus undervolt. Roger, main B undervolt. Okay, stand by 13, we're looking at it. Welcome to Positive Arse Talks, hosted by Mike. The show that talks all things Arsenal, looking to build a positive relationship amongst the fans and players. Grab your cup of tea and stick around with me. It's Wednesday, October 14th, 2020. Episode 5. Is the international break over yet? Welcome to episode number 5. Hope you all had a great weekend. My weekend was pretty eventful. Um, I ended up going to an apple orchard farm with my girlfriend. And to say the least, um, it was really busy. I mean, I had to wait in a line for over 30 minutes just to grab some pies, dog treats, and some apple cider donuts. Because I'll tell you right now, those things are like drugs. Once you start one, you can't get off them. <laughs> but in any case, I hope you all had as much of a great weekend as I did, and yeah, let's get this show on the road. So today's topics are just a brief overview of our game coming up against Manchester City on Saturday, uh, our little injury report as of today, the 14th of October, nothing new has came out in the last few days just because of the international break, and I'm also going to give a my opinion on how we may see Thomas Partey utilized in Arteta's system and if a new system might be brought in just because I we all know that Arteta came from Manchester City and we know the style and formation that they played football and to say the least I can't imagine he won't want to shift to a 4-3-3 cuz I can't see the 3-4-3 lasting for too long. Plus, on paper, when we start the game, it's a 3-4-3, but then by the dynamics of different players being able to interchange and intertwine to different positions, just pretty much dealing with this right now because they didn't have these set and proper players in different positions, but I think Partey has added a new element to Arsenal that we haven't seen in a while. I mean... Not that he's even played yet. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and project that he's going to be the best player ever, but if you just look at his statistics and numbers as opposed to all of our players, he's the most in tackles. He's the most in chances won. He's had more dribbles than any of our midfielders, and, you know, that's going to bring a lot to the table for us and be able to be a little bit more creative and more of a threat in the offensive third because... We all know that we have great offensemen or strikers and wingers, but how do we get them the ball? And I think Thomas Partey will be able to incorporate a new system and a whole dynamic to our midfield, which will be able to see more creativity and more balls being fed down the middle as opposed to always trying to run everything down the side. So... Let's get started on this. Um, just pulling it up now. But uh, from our injury report as of today, and I'm recording this, and this is live, well, recorded live at 6.50 p.m. today, Wednesday, the 
the 14th of October 2020. And on our injury report right now, we still have Emil Smith Rowe, who's got a shoulder injury. Um, he's in back. He's back in full training, but he's just still kind of laying low, and they're letting him ease into things. Uh, Skodron Mostafi, uh, his right hamstring was messed up in the FA Cup semifinal on July 18th, but apparently it's progressing well, and he might integrate into first-team training sessions right after this international break, so I don't know if that would happen first thing tomorrow. I think that's when they all report back. Uh, well, at least every player or team. But, yeah, I mean, he might even be in training now. I haven't really scoped out too many pictures from the social media or seen any training pictures. But, yeah, uh, might be good to just have more options in case somebody else gets injured. Do I think that he'll make his full return into the lineup? I don't think so, especially if he hasn't played in so long and he still has to work on his match fitness and become just a sharp player again. I can't imagine he'll be playing on Saturday, but could he make a sub? I I don't know. I, will he even be named on the subs list? I have no idea, but if all stars are aligning the way that I think I see them, I can't imagine that it's going to change anywhere different from the likes of Gabriel, Deva Louise, and Rob Holding back there. Unless we see that Kieran Tierney takes over in one of those three center back roles and they play Saka or Maitland Niles on either of those wing backs to allow him to push back into that three center fold. But we'll see what happens there. Um, Gabriel Martinelli is left knee is still messed up, but we've seen some significant progress. I noticed that the Arsenal social media pages are posting about him. He's been delighted with this progress right now. Everyone's saying it's doing really good to repair the lesion of the cartilage of the left knee. Uh, he sustained that injury during training in July, June of, uh, 21st, 2020. And it looks like he's looking to return to full training by the end of the calendar year. So hopefully we go straight into January with our little Brazilian dynamite, as I like to call him, because that guy, he's just always an explosion on the field. I mean, anytime he gets the ball at his feet, it just looks like he's about to start something. I mean, I can't help but think of that play when we needed that goal when we were two not two down with no goals on our side against Chelsea and I'll just never forget that run the ball came in from across was just kind of laying out for him and he was able to run past Conte who slipped and fell and hey you know it's unfortunate that happened but Looks like the soccer gods were on our side. <laughs> but yeah, it would be great to have Martinelli back in the mix. And who knows, maybe we'll start seeing him fill in a right wing role. It looked like he was playing left wing a little bit. And he can play striker. He can play right up top, so it gives us more options there. Pablo Marie. He had the left ankle injury that was stained and... Uh, he sprained some ankle limit, 
ligaments against Manchester City away on June 17th, and he's outside running and doing a strengthening program. Uh, he's got some light ball work going on, and it looks as of October 5th, and I know that things have changed. He's aiming to return to full training within the next two weeks, so hopefully that means maybe after this international break we start seeing pictures of him at training, or even the week after we play Manchester City on Saturday. That would be great just because, hey, it's another left-footed defender. I thought he was looking very well, and maybe he's one last final piece that we need until we start playing four minute back but yeah just give us more options of defense it never hurts to have those guys and i i can't say anything bad about him because given the short amount of time we saw him on the pitch he looked fine to me he was decent it was an upgrade from what we've had on the field and i believe he was kind of brought in as a replacement for mustafi and we just kind of still have mustafi here but yeah, moving on to the next and last. Uh, Callum Chambers, his left knee was raptured uh, during our home game against Chelsea on December 29th of 2019. And he's apparently progressing well, and he's integrating into first-team training sessions. And it looks like he's aiming to be back at full training with the squad after the October international break, so it should just be like right around this time. None of this on the official Arsenal site got updated since October 5th, so I can't imagine that it will go too much further because now we are at Wednesday and there will probably be a press conference for Arteta ahead of Saturday's match, either tomorrow or Friday, and usually those injury reports have to come out a day or two before match day. So... We should get some updates there, but as of now, the current time that I'm recording this show, it would be great if we just saw that all these guys return to training next week or tomorrow, and beautiful, beautiful. I, uh, <laughs> uh, injuries are always something you don't want just because you want death in your squad, right? And we have all these center backs, and some of them are injured, and when we have more, we don't have to fall into this category of, <gasps> do we have enough players to do this? Do we have enough players to replace this guy if we lose him? Do we have, what can we do? Oh, we have to switch this player to play here. You know, just it doesn't turn out to be like a Bakaya Saka going in at left back just because everyone else was injured. And, you know, we can have players actually playing in their positions or their favorite roles that they're used to and comfortable with. But, yeah, we'll see what happens there. It would be beautiful to see most of these guys in training tomorrow or next week or just as soon as possible, you know? And, yeah, that's pretty much that. But, um, you know, Manchester City's coming up on Saturday. It's going to be a hard match. It's a match for Mikel Arteta to prove himself uh, for the team to prove themselves it's an opportunity for us to get one over and be in a fine position right because right now based on goal differential and uh, all the points system in the Premier League right now we're sitting in fourth place with nine points and it's early on in the season but you always want to try to achieve as many points as you can before the January transfer window usually opens because uh, it's just you want that good first half of the season and I'm not 
I haven't really looked at the schedule too much this past week, so I apologize for not knowing this information prior to recording this show. However, it would seem likely if we could finish with at least a point from each match that we play up until January that you know, we would be in a little bit more of a comfortable position to hold our standing in the league table right now. Or, you know, we can always try to gain as many points as we need just so that we don't have to worry about scrambling for points once, you know, March comes and it's too late and you only have... X amount of games left under 10 and even if you want all those games you don't have enough points to get to point A to point B it's just it's it's a nuisance so honestly anything that could happen if we could actually get 3 points from the match on Saturday that would be huge it would be a huge milestone for both this club and for Mikel Arteta to show his dominance and to have people actually show respect where respect is due, you know? So hopefully that can happen. And the last piece I just wanted to bring up, I, it's going to be a little bit of a short episode and I don't really have any questions that were asked of me except for one. And I had a friend that asked me, how do you think that Thomas Partey will be utilized in our tennis system? So What's going on right now is we're heavy with the wingbacks with the 3-4-3, right? So, currently we've been seeing it's either Danny Ceballos and Shaka in that middle, or we see that it's Ceballos El Nenny in the middle, or Shaka El Nenny in the middle. And all to say the least, they've been doing their job for the most part, but we lack that creativity because a lot of our players like to hold don't like to really push up too much and not that I could blame them they are so comfortable and used to playing that CDM role and one player that I noticed is starting to travel up with the ball more and actually commit and make some plays whether it be a long ball over the defense because he sees the wing who's able to go through would be Danny Ceballos but it's not really answering the question now is it so do I think that Thomas Partey would even start on Saturday I have no idea I just He's just coming back from Ghana. Today was the first day that, uh, or yesterday was the first day that the Arsenal pages and social media feeds were able to actually show pictures of Thomas with his Thomas Partey jersey. It was actually at London Colony. He got to meet some of the guys. Uh, he seems humble. He's very respectful. And, you know, that's just... I hope that he keeps that character consistent, and I think he will. But, I don't think he'll start right off the bat. Will he be on the bench? That's a possibility, but again, I wouldn't even doubt to say if he isn't. Just because he doesn't understand the system, and they actually had a press conference with him to meet some of the London journalists at all the soccer stations, ask questions, how it was, how the move come to fruition you know what do you do you are you excited to start on saturday and i really love this part of the fact that he answered that question to say i 
I don't really know if I'm going to play yet. That's the coach's decision. I can't sit here and say that I'm going to play when I'm not really in his plans for the uh, the game up ahead just because I, I still have time that I have to learn the system and how Mikel wants me to play and utilize me to be the best that I can be to help this team. And, yeah, I just don't think that he'll be starting on Saturday. If he does, I'll be very surprised. Will I complain? Not really. He's, he's fit. It's not like we're buying somebody that was injured or something. Seems we are getting... Good recognition to know that we're buying injured players, uh, Cedric Wars. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll see what happens. I think that if Partey were to start playing in this role, I think that Arteta's really going to switch to a 4-3-3. And I don't know if it would be an attacking role, the center attacking mid, just because we don't have that creative midfielder. People can bring up Ozil, but there's a lot of dispute and dilemma going on between him and the club, and he's not even on the Europa League final team list, so I can't imagine that. <clears throat> I think it's the 17th of October, which is Friday. You have to finalize your Premier League teams, and I wouldn't be too surprised if he's not on that list. Now, let me say this. I... Just about Ozil for a second before I go into how I think that Partey would be in a 4-3-3 system with Mikel shifting to that formation. But anyways, on Mezut. When he first arrived at Arsenal, even before he arrived at Arsenal, I always particularly loved that guy's style of play. He was so crafty. He was able to find some way to play a ball in between defenders and split them so that a striker off defensive player or somebody else could just take the ball and score finish it and he was always able to make plays he's got you know an interesting personality seems fun likable for the most part but i just want to bring this through the table for everybody with the whole gunner sars uh situation that came up and i didn't talk about it in the last episode just because there were so many other things going on that i didn't feel it was that important now with as much time as we have today i can bring up my thought or opinion on that situation but i understand where people are coming from to say that He's such a waste. We're paying him all this money for nothing. All he does is play video games. He's the one that causes disputes with other people. And in reality or actuality, I just think it's a guy who's... I, I, I can't really sit here and say he's lying. I think he's trying to play, but he's been ousted by... All of these coaches in a row. I mean, Emery was the first, then Youngberg... And now Arteta, and it's just like, what is going on with you? Like, is it something in training? Is it something that you say? What's what's your relationship with all the coaches and stuff? I mean, Arteta said numerous times that everyone starts on a clean slate, but as soon as we entered the season, it was just like, oh, Ozil? Oh, no, Ozil. And it wasn't ever on, like, any team sheets. It wasn't even on the subs. And it was just kind of confusing. So I don't know what's going on with that whole dilemma, but I think the way he should have just handled it was just pay Gunnar Saris's 
wages and said nothing. Let the guy come out and thank you for what you did instead of trying to make it uh, like PR stunt. It almost seems and feels like, I mean, I have a heavy heart with all the redundancies. I don't want to see people lose their jobs. I don't want to see Gunnar Sars leave, but it sounds like he's going to be back as soon as matches are back. So I can't really complain about that too much. Plus, I haven't been to the Emirates yet or any Arsenal game live that hasn't came over to the United States for me to be able to view. So I don't really have that close-knit connection that's close to my heart with Gunnar Soros. And I can understand that some people may be swayed with different opinions to be like, no, that's that's something that's been integrated with the club. It was to bring together like all the kids and the teenagers and everybody as a fan base all together. But... You know, if he's going to come back once matches are and fans are back in those matches, I mean, I have no issue with holding him off for that a little bit. But if you felt so bad for him, you know, like I said, why did you not just pay him his wages? And instead of saying, I will pay his wages only if Arsenal let me play for them, just do it. You know, just do it. If you have something you want to do from your heart, you do it. You don't have to sit here and try to act for some publicity or try to get some fame for something that you did. You know, if you're really trying to do something from the heart for somebody, you do it without trying to receive something in exchange for that. And that's kind of all that that felt like for it. So in my eyes, it feels greedy. And I like Mezzo Ozil. I loved him as a player, but I just don't think that if none of the coaches want to play him, I cannot sit here and try to defend somebody that if three coaches have dropped you already, and I don't know if this is just like a club dispute with him or not, because there have been other times that he's done things publicly on his social medias that maybe didn't appeal to some people's eyes and made them feel discouraged about that player but you know hope all the best for him and i will say this i'm excited to see when his wages are not on that wage bill anymore just because that's a ridiculous price for somebody that we don't even play and another thing that happened that was kind of interesting was for a loyalty bonus, he received, what was it, five or eight million pounds if he stayed at Arsenal for the entirety of his contract. So now it makes me wonder, did you not leave the club just for that? Because you got a little greedy again. So it's, I don't know all the details, so I can't sit here and say that I dislike somebody. I'll never say that I dislike you or hate somebody or, oh, you're, you're a piece of crap. Like, you know, I'm never good. I want to be able to have conversations with people that come from the heart and actually discuss things that are going on as opposed to just lashing out at one another, which seems to be happening on a daily basis in a number of topics as of late. But this is a soccer show, and it's to have fun and, you know, just bring that positive relationship amongst the fans and the players, because if I'm the one that's viewing all the negativity, then what better am I than anybody else, you know? So spread peace, love, unity, and respect, guys, and 
you know, just be aware of some of the things you may say or dislike or how you react to something because it really goes a long way with how you develop as a human being and condition yourself with what type of character will you hold to yourself you know what type of person are you going to do to be great for yourself as well as the rest of the universe and that's all i have to say about that subject Let's get on to something fun. So, talking about Thomas Partey. I think that Arteta will bring in a 4-3-3 formation at some point. Now, do I know all the players that will be in that? I don't know, but I'm going to make my decisions based off of who's in the middle three for right now. I'm not going to do a full line rotation because anything could happen anything could change somebody could emerge as a better option than somebody else i mean let's just say with defense maybe callum chambers comes back and it's like oh arteta likes him more than louise and it's like okay well we see him on the field more than louise and gabrielle's in there next to him so okay we'll see is that the final 11 or the starting 11 but we're just going to focus on that midfield so it's a three the way I see that 4-3-3 coming in is either in a uh, defensive style. So the three would have uh, the four defenders behind them. And then you'd have a center defensive mid in front of them. And then two center mids up uh, on corners of that CDM to make a triangle. Um, and... Basically, what I think would happen there is you put Shaka at CDM just because he's always filling in roles, uh, either right back or left back. Whenever those guys go up and make their runs, I think that would work perfectly. And it's also something that I believe Manchester City do where they allow all those players to have six on the offense and you leave a few back. Or it's 5-5, five, five. but normally you want to try and fill in the offensive third was in as many of your players as possible. So I think that you could see Xhaka in that CDM role. You could see Thomas Partey playing on that right center mid position ahead of him. And then on the left center mid, you could see Danny Ceballos playing. And who's to say that maybe Xhaka doesn't get taken out of this team? You know, now Elneny's had a few good performances in my eyes, my opinion, and it's possible that maybe we even see him take over the CDM role, and then you have Xhaka fill in that left center mid role, and then Thomas Partey on the right. So there's a range of options, or the other way that I see it is it could be a flat three where there is no offensive or center defensive mid. It's just kind of three flat center mids, where, again, same positions, I think you'd see Partey on the right, Ceballos on the left, and then either Elneny or Shaka in the middle. And who's to say that maybe Ceballos doesn't get kicked out? Who's to say that Partey doesn't get kicked out? And I don't know if we would even see that system implemented until, hmm, I want to give it like two months if they're going to start training on this, and after everyone comes back from the international break, we might see some of those things get implemented as the year progresses, but you think about it, two months from now, that'll be December 14th when we go an exact 60 days, right? Well, 
who's to say that maybe we don't even get a creative midfielder in January and we somehow uh, obtain the funds from selling other players or even swapping players with another team uh, it's not as likely but there's going to be clubs that did not sell that i think are in trouble with covid and everything that happened that are going to have to sell low on some of these players because they couldn't get it over the summer and now they need their funds before you know next transfer window rolls around just because they might find themselves in positions where we're not going to get into this tournament we're not going to reach europe we're not going to get X, Y, and Z to make funds from all, all of the uh, advertisement and broadcasting views from being in Champions League or Europa League or anything of that sort. And, you know, I think it's just, you might see that January might be just as busy as the summer was, just because the summer really wasn't that busy. And I don't think every team's completed uh, with their business, and I can't imagine that some of the teams, uh, particularly in the Premier League, would allow those squads to ride out the entire rest of this season without adding a few more additions to their teams, and, you know, Arsenal may be one of them. I mean, yes, we have a lot of players, and by that point, a lot should be coming back from injury, so I don't know if after spending 45 million pounds on Thomas Partey, we really go heavy in January. But again, things could change. We just found out that the Kroenke's KSE gave a cast injection to the squad. So yeah, anything could happen. But those are my predictions. I think that it would be a lot of fun. So on that note, I hope that you all have a great week. Thanks for listening and tuning in. Love and light, my friends. So Until next time. Come on, you gutters! So Girl, is that hell or something against the